Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include reasonable rate lock hours, my interview with Mark Tedderis and John DeMonso on how leveraging product pricing and eligibility technology will deliver the most targeted and attractive loan product, and reactions to strong March payrolls figures. Thanks to this week's podcast sponsor, Optimal Blue. Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight, delivers technology and analytics solutions that help mortgage lenders and investors more accurately price, lock, hedge, and trade loans to increase profitability, mitigate risk, and grow their business. I received an email saying, quote, My capital market scal eliminated our ability to lock overnight at yesterday's rates. Is she being unreasonable? End quote. No, she's not. Overnight lock protection is one of the first things to go in a volatile rate environment, especially when developments in Ukraine, seven hours ahead of New York, contribute to our rate movement. Besides, who needs to lock loans at 3 a.m.? As packages and mortgage servicing rights continue to be sold by companies looking to raise cash, do you think it's hard to make money doing mortgages these days? Try music. I was recently chatting with a musician in Nashville who told me that they earn 0.003 cents per stream on YouTube. There are varying deal structures, of course, but for someone just starting out, this equates to $30 for 10,000 streams. Yikes. So this week is all about the lender's ascent, five strategies to elevate your secondary marketing operation. Today, capital markets executives must balance competitiveness with profitability amidst escalating challenges. In this five-part series, the team from Black Knight's Optimal Blue will review strategies for achieving greater outcomes by leveraging all aspects of a secondary marketing platform. I want to welcome on the lead presenter for this week, Mark Tedderis, Vice President and Solutions Specialist for Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight. And uh, today we are going to be talking with John Dumanso and... Mark, I'm going to give you give you the first word here. What are what are we seeing today? Hey, that's uh, that's great. Thanks, Robbie, and uh, glad to be on. And looking forward to uh, to a great week as we go through the uh, the ascent of the mortgage lender, and particularly as it relates to their uh, capital markets and secondary marketing operations. You know, at at its core, a, a mortgage is a consumer product, and as an originator or lender, you know, you need to put your your best foot forward and create the most attractive and competitive product you can. Foundational to achieving this goal is the, is the automation of just an expansive catalog of product eligibility rules and real-time pricing uh, that includes data from a multitude of sources. You know, there, you got wholesale and correspondent aggregators, you got GSEs, servicers, MI providers, and, and even more. So, so to learn more about how originators of all types are, are leveraging technology to meet this challenge, I'm going to go ahead and kick it back and we'll listen in as, as, as Robbie and is, is going to interview uh, subject matter experts from Optimal Blue throughout the week. And that's beginning today, as, as Robbie mentioned, product and pricing solutions expert, uh, John DeMonso. So Robbie, I'll kick it back to you. All right, John, welcome on. Uh, I want to start by asking you, beyond just providing rates and pricing, can you speak to how a PP&E can help an originator be successful? So we think about a PPE as, as being a product pricing and eligibility engine. So again, 
beyond just delivering pricing to originators, it's also vetting out the loan scenario for eligibility and then identifying both eligible and ineligible loan products. And I think that's, that's important because sometimes an originator goes in thinking that a borrower might qualify for a specific product, and then they find that they don't. Well, it's important to understand why and be able to communicate that to the borrower as well. Um, and then as Mark alluded to uh, earlier, um, this also helps to ensure that as an originator, you're always using current market pricing to put your best foot forward, so to speak. And then uh, it ensures that you're able to identify at the lock process if a specific loan scenario meets the eligibility requirements for a specific product, um, which is critical both to the borrower experience. The last thing you want after you've been pre-approved and locked in as a borrower is, a lo- is an originator coming back to you and telling you that you've been denied or, or no longer qualified for your loan product. Um, it's also important for originators to ensure that they're mitigating potential fallout uh, by being aware of all potential uh, eligible product options. And then what a product and pricing engine can do uh, and should do is stack those options by best rate or price and then give you as an originator some alternate rate, price, lock period options to ensure that you can provide the borrower with the best possible terms for their specific scenario. So they have the ability to determine based off of a certain rate, if that principal and interest payment is right for them, or if they want to buy down the rate uh, you know, to mitigate their P&I payment or increase their rate to potentially mitigate closing costs. Those are all things that I think are important to be able to deliver to the borrower and the product and pricing and eligibility engine should be leveraged in order to, as an originator, put yourself in a position to do that. Is a product and pricing and eligibility engine something that every lender should consider using? Definitely. So when you think about the ascent of a lender, many lenders start out as brokers. And by that, uh, you know, when we talk about being a broker, it means you're relying on a lender or, you know, in, in some case, some people would refer to it as an investor uh, to disclose, to underwrite, and then ultimately fund your originations. So Optimal Blue has a solution called Loan Sifter that's essentially a product pricing and eligibility engine facing the broker market and is really perfectly suited to the broker model in that it is delivering pricing and products and eligibility extremely efficiency and I think in a really effective and an intuitive user experience or user interface. And it allows you to see pricing both from lenders or investors that your firm is approved with, but it can also show you uh, pricing from all of the investors that are participating in the wholesale market. Uh, and it can put you in a position to identify potentially some other lenders that might be useful to you in either making sure that you're putting your best foot forward, delivering the best possible pricing that you can, or potentially being additive to your product array um, so that you can try to qualify any borrower uh, that you know comes to you and, and wants to uh, wants to get a mortgage. Can you talk more specifically about how Optimal Blue can drive efficiencies and drive revenue? Sure. So Optimal Blue is is more of a lender facing pricing solution, and in addition to being you know a PPE, it's additive to the entire origination process. Uh, specifically for the additional requirements that come into play as a lender, you know, the need to send out disclosures, the need to manage uh, product and pricing throughout the origination process as loan characteristics change. And it can deliver efficiency as, as well as being a profit center. So we have a philosophy called Lights Out Lock Desk 
that I think effectively explains how a pricing solution like Optimal Blue can provide a ton of value uh, for a lender. So I think it's important to clarify that when we say lights out lock desk, it doesn't mean that we're advocating for a lender to get rid of a lock desk or to not have a lock desk. But I think it speaks to how effectively Optimal Blue can help lenders scale as they grow and evolve and kind of ascend and go through that journey. So first, you know, we really lean into automation. Optimal Blue will manage pricing and product eligibility on your behalf as a lender for any investors that you're approved with. We have a large team that's working behind the scenes to ensure that we have an extremely high degree of accuracy uh, for pricing and, and eligibility. And then as a lender, you can go in and build business rules, margin, uh, and really through that, start to automate traditional lock desk tasks like reviewing and decisioning incoming locks because Optimal Blue has accurate pricing, accurate product eligibility, and you've built everything else behind the scenes. So there's no need to just go in and, and review and click a button uh, as rate locks come in. And that in and of itself is a way to scale your lock desk and deliver efficiency. Beyond that, we have built out integrations with a number of vendors um, spanning you know, the, the, the traditional tech stack of an originator, CRM, point of sale, rate quoting tools, loan origination systems. And we've even gone beyond that and delivered integrations with you know, servicing platforms and, and solutions like that. Those vendor integrations are critical because you want data to be able to flow back and forth between systems. And having that integration allows that to occur. So when I lock in a rate as an originator, that rate lock data automatically flows back into my uh, loan origination system that can then kind of queue up or prompt the next step in the origination process, which is generally issuing initial disclosures or issuing a change in circumstance. Uh, it can also deliver pricing out to a point of sale, like I referenced. So as borrowers access the application process, they can start to look at rate and price and product options and have an idea of what rate or price or product they want might want to use. And that can in and of itself just create efficiencies um, as the loan officers receive those files. We've also really leaned into trying to ensure that we can deliver quality control and or compliance tools throughout the origination process. Uh, Optimal Blue has um, the ability to bake fees into pricing, to display APR, uh, to evaluate uh, loan scenarios to see if they meet QM. And that's all really critical if you're a lender because the last thing you want is loans moving through the origination process and then discovering, you know, before you're ready to clear them to close that uh, you have to apply a cure um, or you have to change loan characteristics just in order to get the loan to be saleable uh, to an investor. So having those built-in QC tools can really mitigate the loan triage that you're doing throughout the origination process at a loan level. And then I think another really critical component of that lights out lock desk philosophy um, as it pertains to a product and pricing and eligibility engine is having post-lock functionality. So as loan characteristics change, an appraisal comes in and the appraised value is different than the expected value or an underwriter runs fraud guard and finds that a new trade bond in the borrower's uh, credit report and we have to repull credit and the borrower's qualifying FICO score changes. Those are all things that as they change, uh, especially if you're selling the loan out into the secondary market, if you're holding it for sale, can affect your profitability on the loan. So as a lender, it's important that you have tools 
that can allow you to reevaluate rate and price throughout the origination process. And if it changes, pass that through to the borrower. So it really nets out and allows you to be able to have a more predictive and consistent revenue on your originations. You mentioned that Optimal Blue has the ability to be a profit center. I understand how creating efficiencies can drive the bottom line, but is there something else it can do to drive revenue? Definitely. So I mentioned earlier that as a lender using Optimal Blue, you have the ability to build margin into your pricing uh, before you're delivering pricing to an originator. And what Optimal Blue can accommodate is, is really any any pricing strategy. And it's built to accommodate pricing strategies to a really granular level. So that allows me as a lender to deliver different pricing to different originators or different branches to even give branch managers some degree of control over their pricing. It also allows me to, I think, identify some opportunities to find ways to be additive from a margin standpoint. We have tools called dynamic markups that can effectively generate incremental revenue without uh, impacting your competitive position um, just by doing things like rounding pricing to the nearest eighth to a loan officer. And those are all things that together can be additive to your bottom line, again, without necessarily impacting your competitive position. Beyond that, Optimal Blue has over 200 investors that we partner with. uh, And as a customer of Optimal Blue, if you're approved with one of those investors, you're able to access their pricing and their content, their eligibility, um, their products through your instance of the Optimal Blue uh, PPE. And that allows you uh, to, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you're really outsourcing that work to us. And to the degree that, you know, if you're thinking about growing your business and specifically, you know, thinking about current market conditions where we're really focused on the purchase market, having access to that entire population of investors makes it easy to kind of be additive to your investor mix, whether that's to expand your your product array, essentially to expand your credit box. I know an area we're seeing a lot of growth in right now um, is non-prime or or non-QM lending. And Optimal Blue has the ability to support um, both pricing and product eligibility for non-QM products, but also to think about your existing investor mix and if you're getting the best possible execution from that group. And if not, go out and find investors who might be additive uh, to your pricing so that, again, going back to the topic of always putting your best foot forward, you're always able to leverage the secondary market and, and you know, kind of the machinations that are going on in, within the secondary, mar- secondary market to ensure that you're offering uh, the best possible pricing that you can to your borrowers, uh, that you're, you're putting yourself in a good competitive position so that your loan officers feel confident that when they go out, uh, they know that they're going to be priced competitively to, to win that deal. Thanks, John. Mark, anything to add before uh, we close for the day? Yeah, Robbie, thanks. Um, I, I think John did a really great job of articulating, you know, this this kind of initial uh, step of our five-part series in the uh, ascent of a mortgage lender and, and laying out the case for how, you know, a solid industry-leading PPE 
uh, as a foundation can uh, can set you up for future growth. And we're looking forward to exploring that uh, starting tomorrow when we uh, um, start to talk about our API first strategy and connections with um, other aspects of the origination process. So that's all I would add for today. Thanks, Robbie. And thank you, John. Appreciate you making the time. Thanks, Robbie. The stock market eked out slight gains on Friday while the U.S. yield curve extended its recent flattening. After another strong employment report signaled that the Federal Reserve is likely to raise rates at least six more times this year. Investors appeared to largely shake off a recession signal from the bond market that was triggered when the two-year and 10-year Treasury yields inverted for the first time since 2019. Crude posted its biggest weekly loss in more than 10 years after the Biden administration ordered an unprecedented release of U.S. strategic reserves in an effort to tame surging prices at the pump. Zooming in on employment, an upbeat jobs report, payrolls were up 431,000, the unemployment rate declined more than expected, and February's figure was revised to a 678,000 increase, showed the economy is on the upswing and helped fortify the Federal Reserve's case to use aggressive interest rate hikes to tackle inflation. The robust payroll gains, bringing the unemployment rate close to the pre-pandemic low, coupled with rapid wage growth, hourly pay increased 5.6% from a year ago, and a large number of job openings should see that figure continue to increase, shows that businesses can't fill jobs fast enough and validates the market's expectation that the Federal Reserve will continue to tighten by raising the policy rate multiple times over the coming months. For the housing market, that means the increase in mortgage rates since the end of 2021 should be sustained for the remainder of the year. And those mortgage rates are soaring. Mortgage rates jumped last week to reach the highest in almost four years at 4.67% for a 30-year fixed. Although mortgage rates have spiked more than half a percentage point over the past two weeks, reducing affordability for many potential first-time homebuyers, the increase in wages will certainly somewhat help offset that hurdle. Demand for first homes remains steady, and demand for second homes is still up 35% compared to pre-pandemic levels. The confidence that many potential homebuyers have in their financial situation also benefits from this historically strong job market. That is even in the face of those previously mentioned recessionary warnings, as U.S. government bond yields reached new levels of inversion, including the two-year rate exceeding the 30-year for the first time since 2007, on fears the next Fed rate hike will be a big one. This week's economic calendar is relatively quiet before an increase in first-tier data next week. There are some Fed speakers, and the potential highlight of the week will likely be the minutes from the March 15th and 16th FOMC meeting released on Wednesday, where MBS market participants will look for any remarks on quantitative tightening. Today sees just two data points, February factory orders and the March employment trends index. The desk will purchase up to $2.15 billion mortgage-backed securities in 30-year 3% to 4%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices a little change from Friday and the 10-year yielding 2.39 after closing last week at 2.38%. Let's wrap up with the joke and some housekeeping. A man rushed into a doctor's surgery and shouted, Doctor, I think I'm shrinking. The doctor calmly responded, Now, settle down. You'll just have to be a little patient. (laughs) Thanks again to this week's podcast sponsor, Optimal Blue, a division of Black Knight. 
Optimal Blue delivers technology and analytics solutions that help mortgage lenders and investors more accurately price, lock, hedge, and trade loans to increase profitability, mitigate risk, and grow their business. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.